You're listening to SCGA Off the Hosel, the official podcast of the South Carolina Golf Association. Here are your hosts, Alan Knight and Biff Lathrop. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of SCGA Off the Hosel. I'm Alan Knight, joined by my man, Biff Lathrop. Biff, what's going on? Good day, everyone. Hope everybody's doing well and enjoying the end of uh beginning of september i guess falls right around the corner yeah there's some cool mornings there's some still warm days ahead of us no though. doubt no <laughs> doubt so what we got going on since last time so since last time we got together alan we have been very busy we have had the beth daniel jr invitational down at the country club of charleston we finished that up on uh, august the 11th okay i uh, had another great event down there uh, Beth Daniel takes her time to come in from yeah. Michigan this time of year to come down there and spend a few days. So it was great to see her, uh, and had another great tournament as we usually do out there in the in the girls' thirteen and eighteen division. A uh, young lady from North Carolina, Elizabeth Rudisil, uh, okay. shot uh, three three rounds of 69-70-70 for a two of nine and a five shot victory. Good for her. And then in the boys' thirteen and eighteen, uh, one of South Carolina's own, Mason Cusia. Hmm. Uh, 67, 72, 65 for a one-shot victory nice. uh, over Luke Walmut. Yeah. Um, could you imagine? Luke Luke went out and shot 69, 68, 68 and lost. <laughs> that's tough. <laughs> and this is – you're talking about North Carolina. This is one event where out-of-staters out can play. Yeah, that's right. This is over, this is one, one of our few junior events where we've got other, – other than South Carolina, we've got outsiders coming. And uh, and like I said, North Carolina was, was represented in the women's column there, so that was good. Yeah. Um, and then, boy, they, they, they got done with that event on Thursday and rolled right into our All-Stars events. The Thomas D. Todd All-Stars was up at Rock Hill that weekend. Wow. And the Tommy Cuthbert All-Stars was at Seabrook. In fact, I think Justin left the tournament trailer at Charleston, <laughs> went to Seabrook, ran to All-Stars, and came back and picked up the tournament trailer yeah. on his way home Sunday. So, um, And you can you can go check out the scjga.org website to, to see all those results from those All-Stars. We have all kinds of divisions and kids, but Congratulations to everybody who earned their way there. This is through our Monday chapter series, uh, Hootie and the Bluefish chapter series, and they earned points throughout the summer to, to get to those two all-star events. And uh, so all of them have played their way in. I was really, top, really proud of them. Still top two out of each age division? Yeah, I believe that's what they do, top two from each age division yeah. from the each 16 chapter. chapters that right. we've got. So um, always good to get that one done. And, and behind us for the juniors, that kind of ends their summer run. Okay. Uh, and and they catch a little bit of a break until their their next event here coming up here in a uh, couple yeah. weekends. School has started now. It's weekends only. That's it. That's <laughs> it. Weekends only. Uh, and as as they were finishing up that, the SCGA guys were driving down to Daltall Island to do our U.S. Mid Am qualifier. We had eighty four players in three spots there, and um, took a score sixty eight to qualify. Osborne Theme from Jacksonville, Florida, shot sixty eight and. John Weiss Jr. out of Florence shot a 67, and our, our medalist that day was Weston Bell, our boy Weston. Okay, yeah. So he was uh, he and the mustache are going going to the <laughs> it's US a Mid-Am. strong mustache too. It is a strong mustache, <laughs> and but they played good. It's good to be at Daltall, and kind of gave us a precursor. We've got our mid amateur coming up there the first of October. So at Daltall. At Daltall. Oh, good, so, good. Um, we, West, if you're gonna bet, bet on Weston. That's it, <laughs> Weston they, or John they, or John. They both yeah. like the golf course. So. Yep. Um, a couple days later, that Thursday, uh, August the 18th, we did another U.S. Mid-Am qualifier. We were up at the Patriot, which is going to be the home of our amateur championship in August of 2023. That's cool. Um, and had, again, had 84 guys for, for three spots there. And uh, Nelson Dixon out of Simpsonville and Sam Jackson out of West Columbia shot 67s. And Preston Dimbalwiak 
from Kernersville, North Carolina, medaled that day for 66. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah, <laughs> Preston. I'll just go with Preston. Yeah. Um, Sam Jackson's been winning a lot. I saw they just won Sam the Peach Jackson's Festival. Leading our, he's leading our uh, – yeah, he should lead the, won the Peach Festival, and he's leading our uh, – That's the first time I've ever forgotten year. to unplug the phone. You got it. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Sam Jackson's uh, leading our player of the year points right good now. Good for too. Sam. So Sam's playing some good golf. Yeah. Good golf. Uh, and we came back that weekend, Alan. You know, it's just turn and burn this time of year. But, uh, every, you know, every, it's kind of funny. Everybody thinks we slow down after the amateur. We actually speed up after the amateur championship. Yeah. We got as much going on in September, October, and November as we do any other time. But uh, we went to do the mid-air four ball at Carolina's Country Club on the 20th and 21st of August. And, uh, had had a good two days up there and actually had a playoff. Michael Sims and Garland Farrell shot 62, 65, 127, wow. and got and we're in a playoff with Dixon Walker and Zachary Harold, uh, who shot the same score, 62, 65, and we took them to 18. Remember 18 to par five? Oh yeah, uh, there at Carolina Country Club. Well, yeah. I didn't see it, but apparently it was a god awful looking thing for all four involved until Zach uh, Zachary Harold chipped in for birdie. Uh, to win the playoff. So. Wow, well, good for them. And Dixon Walker was also on Sam Jackson's winning team at the Peace Festival. There you go. Uh, chip ins. So our club championship at Columbia Country Club this past week weekend, yep. and Brian Lee. Yeah, yeah, Brian Lee and Travis Cashin tied, and they went to three or four playoff holes, and Brian holed out from the bunker. To Bunker's win. short left on eight, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's hard to hit in that bunker. I mean, you got to be good to hit it in that bunker. <laughs> you lucky if you <laughs> you're not wet. But congrats, Brian. Well, good for him. Good for Brian, and uh, good for for Dixon and Zachary. They played hard, and like I said, a, a chip in for a playoff victory is always nice. So yes, it is. Uh, and then we, uh, as this is coming out, we've just finished up our senior better ball at Santee Cooper. We got a full field for that, um, so we're looking forward to a good couple of days there, and then the. The juniors, uh, the next weekend, the 10th and the 11th of September, the juniors will be up at Boscobel for the Orange Jacket. Got 136 kids registered to play in that, that, those two days. That's cool. And we will be, the SCGA will be at the Players 4 Ball at Columbia Country Club. For a full field there for a shotgun. Uh, we kind of turn them into a, I think we do a lunch, kind of a tail, tailgate lunch yeah, thing with football. Right. It's definitely football season. And then uh, just to mention, we'll be back again before this event, but we are excited. Our first first new championship in quite a while. We're going to be at uh, Charleston Municipal on September the 24th and 25th for the Publinks Championship. How's that going? We are full. Are you really? 84 players. Wow. We are full, but we are still accepting them. Uh, alternates and just in case because I'm sure we will not have those same 84 by the time that comes around but yeah we are and to be eligible just to be eligible you go through the registration process there's uh there's a six questionnaire okay that you go through and if you if you answer yes to any of them you're not eligible but <laughs> um but it, it's you know it's something we were really worked hard on it, it the USGA used to do a pub links event but they couldn't vet the entrance as well as we can uh, at a local level. Gotcha. I remember one USGA Publinks qualifier where one of the entrants was a member at Cacique. Well, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, that is not public. <laughs> uh, so we're able to kind of get a better handle on that. Yeah, and, yeah. But we're looking forward to it. Doing it, doing it at the, uh, the Mun- Charleston Municipal Course. I think we're going to get a couple food trucks in there to feed them lunch a couple days so it's that's cool it's gonna be fun yeah a little different we're yep. looking forward to it so. kudos for y'all doing that yeah we're excited and and again if you want any more information or you want to go look at scores or, or register you can always go through our my scj app to make that happen uh yeah free from apple and android so we'd love to post scores get scga news all kinds of good you stuff do everything there you can do everything there mini website that's right that's right 
But, uh, yeah, with that, you know, this is a coming out on Labor Day. This is a Labor Day special, and I can't think of a better individual for a Labor That's Day true. special as uh, Mr. Jeffrey Tallman from Musgrove Mill. They don't make him like that anymore, I man. tell you what, he is one of the best, and he's been doing it a long time, and everybody knows him, and everybody loves him, and yeah. I, I'm, I, was, I enjoyed our time with him. I hope everybody enjoys the listen. Together, the South Carolina Golf Association, the South Carolina Junior Golf Association, and the South Carolina Junior Golf Foundation strive to promote, preserve, and grow the game of golf in South Carolina. Through a combined effort, each association and the foundation work to support amateur golf, junior golf, and grow the game's initiatives throughout the state of South Carolina. Be sure to follow all three organizations on our social media handles for the latest and greatest updates and news. The MySCGA app is also a great way for all members to post scores, follow live scoring at SCGA Major Championships, and stay updated on all things SCGA. To follow live scoring of the SCJGA events, download the SCJGA app. Jeff Tallman on SCGA Off the Hustle. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Alan. Hope you're doing well. I don't think we have to do any introductions here, but I think everybody's aware of it. Mr. Tallman, Jeffrey's been the head professional here at Musgrove Mill for 26 years. 26 years. Man. Damn. I mean, made it through through uh, Hap and Biff. Still going. <laughs> Still going strong. You are a strong man, my man. You are a strong man. <laughs> Were you the first golf pro here? No. Randy okay. Glover was the first golf professional here, and uh, uh, he came in. I think 87 or 88, the golf course opened in 88. But uh, Randy was the first golf professional here, and Randy was a good player, well-known in the state of South Carolina, and a great putter. Yeah, yeah. How long was he here for? Randy was here for eight years. And um, and then after Randy left in 95, uh, I interviewed for the job up here in 95, and the good Lord works in mysterious ways because I did not get the job. <laughs> really? I did not get the job. So, so uh, the other gentleman got the job, and that was 95, which if you look at our awards boards over there, we had no tournaments because that was the flood. Oh. The big flood in yep. 95 that took out number seven green and number 14 green. Yep. So um, he was here for about eight months. And then he went to Augusta Country Club, and they asked me if I wanted the job, and then I came in 96. Well, i got to ask, because I know McConnell Golf has is, is, is owners of right. Musgrove now, has been for a few years. Who would you interview back with back then? Who was, who was the – Well, the, the, the powers be, you know, Matt Self was the president, okay. and the Self family was very instrumental, you know, the textile people getting this place going yeah. um, in, in South Carolina. They looked at five sites and – Matter of fact, one of the guys that showed him the sights is out playing today, Tommy Parrish. And um, Matt's brother, they walked in, as you well know, where number 5T is. And they walked out from 5T and looked down and and then walked to the river. They said, this is where we're going to put the golf course. Are we done? Really? So so it was Matt's self. um, At that time, Barton Tuck uh, um, talked to him. And they're the ones that, that called me back and said, you know, thank goodness you finished second because you didn't have to go through a year of the flood <laughs> right. and rebuilding two greens. Right. And I thank the Lord every day for that. So we've had a few since then, but uh, we're get, we got through them. 
Well, before we get further into the golf course, let's let's backtrack on Jeff Tallman a little bit. Sure. Where did you grow up? How'd you get involved with the game? Well, I I grew up with the game. My dad was a was a high school basketball coach in Indiana, and he was an avid golfer. And so I played played basketball, played football, played golf um, in high school at Penn High School up in northern Indiana. Okay. And then went to uh, Ball State on a basketball scholarship. So. When I was uh, I was playing basketball and golf at Ball State, so my freshman year, um, after the year was over, uh, I went into the basketball coach's office, and uh, Steve Yoder was was his name, and he looks at me, he says, he says, Jeff, he says, I appreciate you being here. He says, I think your future is in golf. <laughs> was he being I, polite? He was being polite with it. <laughs> but and and he had he had coached against my dad in, in Plymouth, um, Indiana, and when my dad was in Warsaw also. So I said I said, Coach, I said, I agree with you. <laughs> I said, I I'm I, you know, we had we had a guy by the name of Ray McCallum who was uh, you know, the Mac conference. He was five nine, played uh Played basketball at Muncie Central, and um, he could dunk it. Everybody on the team could dunk it except me. <laughs> so, so uh, I think I shot eighty percent from the free throw line that year, though. There you but, go. And he said, "You can come back and practice anytime you want." I said, "I think my future's in golf." Well, you didn't have to run any sprints when you played golf either. Did that's you? exactly right. I mean, we were we didn't have to run any sprints, and and uh, the weight room. Uh, was another another thought thought away. So you played so so then I, then I just concentrated on golf. Um, played played at Ball State for four years. Did you? Um, we qualified. Uh, went to the uh, NCAA finals in 1983. Nice. And uh, played at Fresno in Fresno, California. Finished 16th. Uh, little did we know, a, a little freshman. From North Carolina, won the long drive contest out there. Davis Love. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So he he won it out there, and um, <laughs> I think I don't I can't remember who uh, who won the the tournament out there. I think it was Arizona State won the team championship. It wasn't match play back then. It was just individual. Right. Yeah. And uh, we had a couple guys, Brian Tennyson, who went on and played the tour for a few years. Uh, he made the cut, and uh, our team finished 16th. So it was a it was a good senior year yeah. out there. Um, one tournament that I that I was fortunate enough to win up there uh, in the MAC conference was the uh, U- University of Michigan Golf Course, which is right across the street from from the big house. Nice. And you know during football they use it as a parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> they really? But we played our tournament there, and and I, I was able to to sneak it out, win by one or two shots. So that was my claim to fame in uh, in college, winning that college. Hey, tournament. you got one. A lot of people so, can't say that. Oh yeah, it's a, it was it was a fun event, and um, it was a great great trip through uh, through college up in Indiana. Did you try to go? Did you go into the professional ranks? Try to play a little bit after that, or? Oh yeah, you know I I my dad was. Was, he won the state championship in basketball in 1963 with Muncie Central, which that school was not even there anymore. Okay. And they were they were they had won I don't know how many numerous state championships. So so when I was three years old, he he was he won the state championship in basketball when it was still just one class. Um, they played at at Hinkle, 
played you know where Butler University is okay and um, so so he won that there so when I when I was going through college you know I was I was going to be a teacher and a coach and that was probably one of the hardest things that, that I had to tell him is that I don't want to be a teacher yeah. after going through substitute teaching and and uh, all my curriculum for that I'm like this is not for me right so I immediately got into the golf business and he was fine with it you know what whatever made made me happy and and uh, so I went to uh, work up in Elkhart Indiana at Christiana Creek um, for four years and then I moved to uh, the Country Club of Indianapolis um, after that and so I was there at Country Club of Indianapolis for five years did you ever attend the Indy 500 while you were there? We, the Country Club of Indianapolis is right next to the track. Is that I the mean, one that has the four holes you, in there? No, that, okay. that's the Brickyard. Okay. And my, my roommate from college, his dad was the pro at the Brickyard. Okay. And that was before Pete Dye went in and, and built the four holes inside. They used to have nine holes inside the track and 18 outside the track. Really? And... The, the the famous tournament that they would have golf tournament was called the Chicken Bone Open, okay. which they would play on Monday after the race. Right, and you had to play around burnt cars and chicken bones <laughs> and beer cans and and all that inside the track. So the Country Club of Indianapolis was about four minutes from there. We could hear the oh, hear yeah. the uh, engines run. I bet. you know during the race and all that. That's cool. So so I was able to go there a few times and. You know the cool thing about it was with his with his dad being the golf professional there, he would rent the carts out for the month of May. Really. And so a lot of the race teams would rent the carts, and then individuals would rent the carts. So the first time I ever went to the race there, I had a badge, and it was called the ninety nine badge. Okay. And you could go anywhere you wanted to go. That's on the good. Track, and I was. I was just out of college, That's three years badge. out of college. Yeah. So I watched the I watched uh, the start of the race. I was down there on the track, in between the cars, watching the drivers kiss their wives. You know, good right. luck, good luck, and all that. <laughs> How cool is that? The, another another part was I was up in the booth watching the pits during the middle of the race, and then the crazy part was at the end of the race, like third turn, climbed up to the ABC TV tower, where they were. You know, had the camera up there, yeah. and I could see the second, second turn, third turn, fourth turn, man, for the end of that race. So every every year after that, we just watched it in the pro shop because it's kind of a bummer. <laughs> yeah, you know? no- we didn't get that ninety nine badge. <laughs> it, was, it was kind of a, a downer. So man, that's awesome. So I, I was I was in Indianapolis for uh, five years there, and then got married in nineteen ninety one. Got married in uh, March of 1991 to a girl that was from LaPorte, Indiana, Susan Tallman. She's a a good golfer in herself. She just graduated from Indiana University and and came up to Country Club Indianapolis. Wait, your your wife really was a golfer? She's a good golfer. She played in about five USGA events. Wow. um, Mid-amateurs. She was on the Georgia State team when we lived there. So you put something in the last six months of y'all playing golf somewhere on Facebook. Yeah, we played – I didn't realize she was really a golfer. I thought you yeah. were just kind of poking fun, saying she's back at it or yeah, something. She she could play. Gotcha. She's, she was a good player. She didn't play in Scott in college. She didn't play at IU. She went to IU, but uh, and then uh, we got married in March '91, and 
you know, the, the guy I worked for up in Country Club Indianapolis, Larry Bianco, who had been there for years, and we had a member up there named Joe Cack. And Joe was a friend of Mark Darnell, who you guys probably know Mark, who was the pro at uh, Westlake Country Club in okay. Augusta, Georgia. Gotcha. So he came in one day and, you know, had just threw out some feelers if, if we had any, you know, inkling or if we wanted to to make a move and, and go somewhere. Because um, I'd been there for five years, so, and I'd interviewed for a couple jobs there in Indianapolis and didn't get those. And so we uh, – we came down, it was kind of a reverse commute. I mean, the, that year, the NCAA basketball was in Indianapolis. So when, the, when the, the NCAA basketball was up there, we were in Augusta looking at Westlake. And then the next week, when the Masters was in Augusta, we were back in Indianapolis. <laughs> so, so we talked about, you know, talked about the job down there and interviewed with Mark and, and – uh, we said, uh, what do you think? She said, we're going. We're going. I said, you really want to move 600 miles from our families up here? We just got been married for a month and a half. Mm -hmm. wow. She said, we're going. Wow. So uh, as, as fate would have it, you know, we, we pulled into Augusta, took the job in Augusta at Westlake Country Club. She, her college degree was in uh, hospital administration. Okay. And so, the, the, you know, the, the hospitals in Augusta, I forget what it's called, but it's the, um, it's a big medical place. So yeah. we're like, she, she's not going to have trouble getting a job. Right. Um, so we went down there, moved in, took everything we had in one truck, <laughs> drove down the, the interstate and uh, had one car. Yeah. And pulled into Augusta and we're looking we don't even have a place to live yet so we pull into this these housing units which were townhouses and this guy was out in the front yard and um, I said hey are you know are any of these available he says yeah matter of fact I'm the people just moved out of this one here you know who are you I said well my name's Jeff Tallman, and I'm from Indiana. He said, Jeff Tallman, you just took the job at Westlake? <laughs> so it was a member at Westlake. Oh, nice. Wow. And, and so, you know, pulled the truck in, unloaded, <laughs> moved to Beverly. Good time. You know, and, and so it was, it was pretty cool timing moving, moving down there. So we lived there for about, well, we ended up living there for five years, but after the first year, I mean, her resumes were going out to every medical place you could do, and she never got anything. Oh, wow. Really? Didn't, couldn't get anything, and as luck would have it, you know, they needed a position filled at Augusta National Golf Club. Both Bob Klecky and Dave Spencer were members at Westlake, so we knew them all pretty well so she ended up getting the job in the golf shop at augusta national really i, I never that. knew that yeah yeah she was she was there for four years in the golf shop and was the best time it was the best time of her life and it's continued to kind of be in the back of my mind to where if we have to do anything at musgrove mill you know, she always reverts back to Augusta. I'm like, whoa, time out, time out. <laughs> right. I'm tired of hearing that. You know, you, this is apples and oranges, you know, right, right now. So, 
So we're we're on. Uh, Wait, she pulls the what we did at Augusta thing. Oh, she pulls yeah. that. She pulls what we did at Augusta. This is how Dave Spencer would do it. And, uh, yeah, I get that. I get that a lot. So it's it's great. But it was it was it was awesome down there in, in Augusta and uh, Westlake was perfect. You know, Mark Darnell was the merchandise guru of yep. of the PGA. So. You know, that was – and he went to Purdue University Man. also. So, he played on the golf team, played against Nicholas when he was at Ohio State. And so, I learned a bunch of yeah. stuff about about merchandising and, and kind of running the shop there. And then, uh, as he as – he, I was there for five years, and he was in and out of the general managership job too, which was – his office was right across the hall. So, you know, that gave me even more exposure um, to the golf business. Man. and. And how to stock a shop and and merchandise and all that stuff and too. Now, so you came. So did you come here from Westlake? Yep. So I that came. was the next move then. Yep. Next move was in '96. '96. Yep. Interviewed it in '95 and then moved up here in uh, April of '96. And uh, the rest once, is history. When 26 years <laughs> later, here we are. Seems like yesterday <laughs> when you start talking about it. But you know, Jeff, the thing about it is, man, and maybe it's just because it's all I've known, right? right. I, didn't, I didn't know Randy when he was here before you. And, but the atmosphere around, I've always said about Musgrove Mill, and I mean, the golf course is one of my favorite golf courses. But the atmosphere of, the, of how y'all make it around here was it's laid back, it's golf, there is no pool. There's no tennis courts. There's none of that, and and a lot of that's because of you and your 26 years you've been here. Well, I think I think that uh, this place has has a spirit to it. You know, the Revolutionary War battle was fought here. Yep. the The land was purchased from the Thornwell Orphanage. They're the ones that owned it, and the Thornwell Orphanage was an orphanage during the Civil War. Wow. And the state park is right across the street. You know where the where the battles. I you know I'm sure the the battle was fought partially around eleven yeah. green out there and yeah. you know around that river, and um, so this place has just got a, a special golf spirit and a and a people spirit that that uh, there's two things about this place. The first thing is that it's hard to design a golf course that is challenging but fair mm-hmm. yeah and you know the, the golf course was just laid into this 315 acres out here um and it's it's challenging but it's fair so nobody feels like they're they're getting getting the they might get a bad bounce or yep. they might get something like that but and the second thing is that when you drive in the gates here at Musgrove, we call it our decompression chamber. <laughs> I can see that. You know, to get away, get away from the the fast pace of life for a little while, four and a half, five hours, and go out there. You feel good about coming here. The golf course makes you feel a little bit different about <laughs> yourself because the challenge of it. Right. But you cannot wait to get back. Oh. That's the great thing about it. You've nailed it. I mean, I've always said this is one of my favorite places. There's no sirens. There's no houses. There's no – even the cabins, like the cabin we're in right now, you can't see the cabin unless you drive to the cabin. I mean, you got to know the cabins are back here. So, right. I mean, it's just, uh, it's just got that feel to it out in the – and that river that 
The Ennery River that we call the enemy. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. But it's, uh, it's part of it. I mean, yeah. it wouldn't be the same without that river flowing around the edge. I, I agree. I agree 100%. Little story. So I, Hap sent us to play Augusta years and years ago. Uh-huh. And we came out, the three of us who were going to Augusta, came out here the week prior to play just to prep. And your greens, I'm gonna say Musgrove's greens were quicker than Augusta's were that time. And I text, yeah. I text Jeff. I said, "Hey man, off the record, your greens were <laughs> yeah. quicker than Augusta." And he replied back, "Off the record, cool." <laughs> <laughs> There's so many things that happen out here, though. I mean, t- tell us about the. I think it was one of your first years here where the the gentleman called you, shot a deer or something. You had to go get deer out of out of. Oh yeah, it, we had uh, a lot of things like that happen, and um, I was in the pro shop. And got a call. You know, we're right in the 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 between Union County, Spartanburg County, and Lawrence County. Yep. So if you hit your ball to the right of the river on seven, that's Union County. <laughs> if you you know if you drive out the gate and go across the bridge, you're in Spartanburg County. Okay. So I'm in the pro shop, um, and the phone rings, and. Uh, this guy says, "Hey, is this the is this the golf course?" <laughs> I said, "Yes, sir. This is Musgrove Mill Golf Club." He said, well, "I'm over here across the river, and I just shot a deer, and he ran into the river and is now on the golf course." <laughs> he said, "Can I come get it?" I said. I wish you would come get it. He says, how do I get there? I said, I don't have a clue. So he drove his truck in, found the entrance, drove his truck in. We drove his truck out to, uh, to 8 Green, and uh, they loaded the deer up in the uh in the truck and, and drove off. And that, that is just one of many stories out here in, in nature. I mean, it's, you know, you, you've got and – and the good thing about – about that property over here and the you know the fortunate stuff that we have of this golf course is that it that it is very special and you know the guys that own across the river they own about four to six thousand acres over there and all they use it for is hunting and nobody can build on it right yeah. it's it's set up where nobody can build on it and then we got 56 in the state park and then another gentleman that owns 300 acres right next to us so it's it's a as as Fountain Inn comes down 26, and Chapin comes up 26. Yeah, it's starting to to get. It'll be more of a sanctuary right. if we keep it like it is. Yeah. Um, and that's that's what our that's what our strive is to to have people feel feel welcome and feel like a family atmosphere. Well, it is. I mean, we, like I said, with the golf, with the nature. I mean, you see all kinds of different things out here nature-wise. I know our marketing director, Michaela King, her first visit in South Carolina was to Musgrove Mill, and uh, uh, Addison picked up a, about a five-foot snake and walked right past her, and she almost fell out the cart and quit <laughs> on me the first day. Um, I can see so that. He, uh, one other animal story that um, – tell because I, I, I heard this the other day for the first time. T- tell us about the emu. Because you wouldn't a lot of things you expect out here. An emu ain't one of them. No, I mean, you know, we <laughs> and I and I don't know. You know, back ten, twelve years ago, people would raise emus for the meat. Yeah, uh, I don't know if they still do it today, but and I don't know any farms around here that would have it. But just just by chance, um, guy pulls in Saturday morning, and I answer the phone again. He says, Jeff. He says, 
I was out awful late last night. He said, but what is that animal at the gate eating those berries off the top of that bush? I said, well, that's, that's our emu. He said, what? He said, yeah. I said, yeah, we've had an emu out here for about a week. And um, he just hung, hung out on the golf course for another couple of weeks. And, you know, the, the sad news about that one, about that story, is that I got a call about a week later from a state trooper. And he said, uh, do you guys have, have you had an emu out there on your property? I said, yeah, he's been out here for about two weeks. He says, well, he just got hit on 56. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh man. Yeah. My, my man that drove in thought he'd been out late. And he, thought he, he thought he'd seen a big turkey. Yeah. Right. Said, well, when that emu walked across the third fairway, I mean, he was walking with the turkeys. And Chris Patton was happened to be playing that day, and he was on the third tee, and he looked out there. He said, boys, that is a world-class turkey. Uh, I love Chris Patton. So. Well, it's not only wild animals. I'm going to give you one more. We had a tame animal that was a guest here one time. We were here for the four ball, and I was staying in one of the rooms underneath the, next to the golf shop. And Long story short, there was a cat that had been hanging around, and I'd gone out the night before to load some stuff up. as before the final round, and I come out the next morning at 5.30 next morning to go to get my truck, and my truck's locked. I never locked my truck here at the mill. And all of a sudden, I'm looking through the window to see what where my keys are on his truck, and all of a sudden, this cat <laughs> jumps up in the window. He'd, he'd hit the button inside my truck the night before, gotten in there at some point in time, and he's locked himself in the truck. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, we're at Musgrove. Everything I need to start this tournament today is in my truck. What are we going to do? I meet Jeff in the lot at 6.15 that morning. He has one of these Slim Jim things behind his heap. He opens, he opens the truck. The cat goes running away. <laughs> Anyhow, we went about a business. We thought it was funny, what have you. I get done with the tournament that night, and I get back home, sitting on the front porch, and look on the front of my truck. And Jeff and company had taken a piece of paper with his cat googly eyes, a cat with googly eyes, and put it on the front of my truck. I'd driven around all evening with that thing on there. <laughs> Yeah. One of my favorite stories out here from you. Yeah, that was classic. It was a good, good, good place. So let's go. What? Who owned? Who owned Musgrove prior to McConnell? And talk to us about that little time period. That little. Yeah, from from the start, um, you know, as an equity club, okay. like a lot of private clubs used to be, all the members had equity stock certificates in the in the club, so it was yeah. owned by the members. Uh, we only had one board that was here and one president you know that that was here prior to, to mcconnell purchasing the okay. musgrove and then um you know then mcconnell purchased uh musgrove in 2007 okay and so now we're we're one of 14 clubs in the mm -hmm. southeast all the way from knoxville tennessee uh water's edge is in virginia and then down to Pauley's island um 14 of the best clubs in the southeast as far as i'm concerned and and they're all different mm -hmm. you know some are country clubs some are golf clubs yep. so so it's a uh that's that's one great thing about about that the the uh the purchase from mcconnell golf is that now we're a part of 14 clubs <clears throat> we've got 7600 members wow and we are a destination for those 7,600 members. Yep. So, you know, we've got 20 beds here, uh, two cottages and two suites, which 
you know, those people, when they, when they come in, it's taken a couple years to, uh, to get it going, but when they come in here and stay for two days or three days and, um, some people stay for a week now. <laughs> they walk out on Sunday. They say, "Book me next year for this." Wow! Yeah. So, so this year, <coughs> excuse me. This year we are uh, we're booked through Thanksgiving every weekend. And let me let me remind folks that are listening: uh, just house cleaning crew and everything else consists of jeff basically oh right? really There's, you, you you do a lot around here as well so you, you made well, a mini hats yeah we we've we've done a lot we've got great staff now and we're we're building on it but there is there is nothing in the 26 years that i've been here that i have not done yeah i've i've made beds picked the range you know cook cook burgers <laughs> cooked <laughs> eggs Cook me a couple meals too. Yeah, we we uh, and that and that's part of the thing that that's fun. Uh, that it's it's a golf club, but it's a family type atmosphere. We, one year, I guess it was the year we were doing the state amateur here. Your Lee Palms won. You know, we were up here for days and we we're eating. It's something I learned here, and I'm taking it with me everywhere I go. Somebody, <coughs> one of our players, got those wing chips. You know, yeah. The, he goes, you got to get them double fried, but they're crispy, and they were so good. And I've done that way ever since. But I learned that right here. So there you go. Yeah, we uh, Deborah Miller used to be, and she was the first cook that we had back here. And Deborah cooked everything from scratch. Mm. I mean, she was the real yeah. deal. And 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 this was her family. This was her family, and I'm sure she deep fried everything. Yeah, <laughs> and it right. was good. It was good, That's and right. it was good. I remember the year we brought the the junior one day tournament here. I almost got called crazy by the staff member, but you said yes. We did a points event, and I was like, man, I can take the kids to Musgrove. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. It was a winter day, well, and that so. is you, you know, to that point. You know, we do a couple. Uh, we've done some forty plus team events and individual events up here and we we do the stable for system when we're up here because sure. you, you don't want to be out here all day long with somebody's you <laughs> that's know, right it can get you yeah it can it can it likes to eat golf balls from once in a while and kind of kind of slows up play a little bit when you get get a lot of people out here but you know we have had the piedmont juniors out here we had the scga yep. you know that i think that day it was freezing cold yeah, it was day, very cold that day yeah. yes it was very cold and you know it's it's a like I say, it's a challenging golf course, but there's things you can do to set it up um, to make it make right. it doable. I'm going to ask you a name real quick. Biff probably hadn't met this guy, Michael Shown. You ever you ever seen Michael Shown? I know Michael Shown very well. So yeah. he is the agronomist over all of McConnell properties. Okay, based yeah. out of Raleigh. Right. Uh, good guy, yeah. but he, his job is to travel around and, and visit all the properties. Yeah, he he uh, he makes he gets a lot of dashboard time. Yes, and, he does. And he's got a lot of a lot of super. Super superintendents under him at the 14 properties, and he gets around and very knowledgeable guy. Super guy. Great yeah. guy. And speaking of superintendents, as long as – longer than you've been here, <clears throat> yeah. uh, Will Holroyd, the superintendent, has been here for since the beginning, right? Yeah, 36 years. I mean, you know, Will Holroyd and, uh, and Randy Glover were very instrumental in really building these greens out here and, and doing a lot of that, you know, detail stuff and detail working and uh about 10 years ago we built our short game practice facility back here on the back of the range and and will was he did everything for that yeah he did everything and uh shaped them and and built them we got a fourteen thousand square foot green fourteen thousand square foot hitting area so you can hit back the other direction 
Um, so yeah, Will's been here since day one. He is uh, he's a phenomenal superintendent, but but a phenomenal person. Yeah. I mean, he's a great guy, and and um, he he means a lot to to all of us around here. He's got his hands full around here. We talked about the Enery mm-hmm. River. I mean, it, it it shows its teeth every once in a while and comes up on us. And yeah, uh, he's got a got a got a fight back here all the silt and everything else that comes across the fairways and uh you never know what he's gonna run into yeah he's he's had he's had a lot of uh challenges out here um with the river and um he handles them he handles them with pride and he's kind of callous now to it he knows exactly (laughs) what to do and he's got the equipment to do it it's not like the first ah moment you know it uh he knows what what needs to be done and and it gets done well, and, you know, you talked about one of the last events we did here was the Trescott when we were up here this spring yeah. for the Trescott and got here, and we're, we're getting ready to shotgun start at noon, and Greg, Greg's bringing some carts up, and we're talking. I looked over Greg's shoulder, and all of a sudden there's, there's water going across nine fairway. I mean, you, we couldn't play nine. We had to play oh, as a really? four or three. You just, what happens upstate and comes down that river, yeah. and it had rained a lot a couple of days prior to, and it – it comes up on you pretty quick. Yeah, it comes up comes up in a hurry. I mean, even this last rain, well, for our member guests, you could walk across the river and not get your ankles wet. That's how dry it was. <laughs> wow. And then we got all that rain, and now it's up to, to top level. Never came over, but it, uh, it fills it up in a hurry coming down from Greenville because it, it starts right at the, uh, the airport up there. Okay, yeah. And um, so it's a... Uh, it's a challenge sometimes. Understood. Well, we, we, we've been fortunate enough. We can now call Musgrove Mill the home of the four-ball championship. That's uh, special. That's was special for us. I mean, and, and, and we're talking about the golf course and how it can be challenging. But I'm going to tell you, if, it's, if, if there's not a, a better match play golf course in a situation like that, I don't, I don't know where it would be. I mean, this is, like you said earlier, that, you know, there's not a hole out here you can't birdie, but there's not a hole out here that you can't make a double or triple right. on real sure. quick either. Right, and we we appreciate the opportunity to be able to bring that championship here for for about five six, five, six years, years now. Yeah, so. I was working an event here, one of my last ones. I feel like and it was a four ball, wasn't the four ball, but it was a player. It was Mike Gravely and Jeremy Revis, and it was on, on one hole, and one of them hit the ball in the woods. I'm just thinking about snakes and the animals. Yeah, yeah, I right. said Musgrove is not a place I help you look for balls. No. I will other places, but not here. Yeah, I don't go deep into Musgrove when it goes to looking for for golf balls. You never know what you're going to no, come across. I assume you got some snakes out here, huh? There's, there's a few, but they're most of them are good snakes. You know, all those black ones are good snakes, and yeah. and they take care of all the rodents. Is it Frank? Is it Frank? <laughs> Frank? Frank's on nine. Yeah, Frank's on nine. You got I Henry on four. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You got them named, huh? Yeah, they got. We got them named now, and they. <laughs> They've been out here for years, so so we let those guys just go on their way and and do their business and yeah. and, uh, and and we can't forget the princess of the kingdom, Callie. Yep, Who's Callie that? has been here for Cat. fifteen okay. years. Really, she walked up one day and and you know you couldn't get within thirty yards of her, but we just had a uh, tournament yesterday. And she's up on the putting green with 80 guys putting. <laughs> and she's knocking balls back. And, you know, she, she decided that she, she loved cheddar cheese goldfish. 
So she's been here for 15 years, Man. and she is kind of, this is her domain, and she's made friends with all the raccoons and all the red-tailed <laughs> hawks, and she runs this kingdom out here. I'll tell you this, too, and I just, and this, Callie was not the cat that locked me in the truck, by the way, but <laughs> uh, one evening we were staying here, and it when it gets dark at Musgrove, folks, it gets dark at Musgrove. There's no street lights, there's nothing to light the thing, it gets pitch black dark, and Kirk Page and I were sitting there one evening after probably a few few cold beers on that back steps and it's dark and you're hearing those noises from that pond down there between the yeah. nine and 18 and Kelly walked up behind me and and touched me and I almost <laughs> went off the front porch I almost rolled all the way down to 18 green she scared me to death yeah that's a you know it, it gets dark out here and once, once dusk comes and the, the the frogs start croaking in mm-hmm. the uh in the swamp down there and um, it gets loud too. It does. It gets loud with the crickets and the frogs, and 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 I think that's that's one of the the things that that's cool, especially that that porch at the clubhouse is probably one of the top five five decks in in South Carolina, and it's it's a decompression chamber. I mean, to sit out there and, and look out over that uh, those two ponds and the swamp and the river and the yeah. golf holes. It's a it's a beautiful setting. Something else about Mr. Tallman I want to hit on, non-golf related, is the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Sure. Where you are the South Carolina president currently? No, I'm I'm just a board of directors. Okay. I'm, you know, the, the board of directors, I've been on it for six years now, and they changed the the um, how you serve on the, the board of directors. So they, they added where you could serve another term, which is the third term. So now I'm in my third term on uh, – the Make-A-Wish Board of Directors yeah. for South Carolina. How did you get involved with that? Well, my, my neighbor was the uh, was the CEO of, of the South Carolina Make-A-Wish okay. uh, Foundation. And he asked me one time, you know, because they had a, uh, we did have a um, uh, work, work study for Make-A-Wish out here in the clubhouse one winter. And they were here for about two, three days, kind of a school. Okay. And, um, so I sat in on it, you know, because it was bad weather and, and we didn't have anybody out here. So about two weeks later, he asked me, he said, would you have any interest in, in being on the board of directors? And uh, I said, well, you know, let me think about it, um, because there are so many good organizations in the world and there are so many good people in this world that, you know, you can't do everything. Right. And so I had not done what, what I thought I needed to do. And so with this opportunity, it was just the time to say, hey, this is where I'm going to put my efforts. This is where I'm going to put my time. This is where I'm going to put my money, yeah. you know, into the Make-A-Wish Foundation of South Carolina, which has been very rewarding to yeah. me and my family, as a matter of fact, my daughter now works for Make-A-Wish Foundation of Central and Western North Carolina. Nice. And so she is loving it up there. And so I'm on my last last two years of, of the board now. Um, it's coming out of the COVID. Uh, everything's looking bright. We're granting uh, a I'm bunch gonna... of wishes. And I know we had one special wish yeah. down in Columbia. Yeah. So I was going to say that. Obviously, my son got a wish. And I didn't know maybe if Jeff had fast-tracked it because of our relationship, and I don't think he did because I followed the South Carolina Make-A-Wish, and y'all were granting wishes left and right around that time. I mean, two a week. 
it yeah. felt like. So yeah, they granted a bunch. I think we did twenty seven wishes um, in the last month and a half, which is kind of a new record. Wow. <clears throat> which you know, and and we've been backtracked so much with COVID and and all the restrictions on travel. Yeah. And that um, was off the table at the time. There was no travel. Right. Yeah. But I think right. you're back to it now. So we're back to it now yeah. and, and things are starting to open up. Thank goodness for these children. And, right. um, it's, it's been, it's been very rewarding, met a lot of great people and, uh, yeah. it's, it's a great cause. Matter of fact, August 6th, we've got our make a wish one day member guest out here. Oh, good. So, uh, we raised some money for them. Um, you go to the Wish Ball every year? <clears throat> go to the Wish Ball every year, which uh, last year was down in Charleston because we couldn't have it at South Carolina. You know, we had to skip a year. We usually yeah. have it at the Alumni Center in, in South Carolina. Yeah. And um, so it's, yeah, it's a, it's a very special um, Make-A-Wish in South Carolina. Misty Farmer's our CEO now, and she's just doing a phenomenal job through all this uh, – pandemic that we went right. through and and now open it up and hopefully these these kids start getting their wishes granted because there's it's uh it's pretty uh there wasn't a there wasn't a dry eye down there at the at the wish ball when when they had it it's it's yeah. pretty special yeah so another talent you're a guitar player and a singer well you know i, I make a joyful noise <laughs> <laughs> I make I can make a joyful noise and you know I've I've played the guitar since I was about sixth grade and um, never had lessons. It's just uh I you know besides YouTube and and all those other things and, yeah and it's kind of my escape. I mean I still play it every morning with a cup of coffee and do you oh yeah and you and you wrote a song though about a lake I, I did I did what? I wrote wrote a couple songs one of them about Kiwi Lake that's and, it yeah. Um, we had, matter of fact, there, there's a, a gentleman that, that heard that song, and he's a kind of a singer, and he likes to sing. He's got a spot right up on the lake. So uh, he called me the other day. He says, you care if I sing your song? And, you know, he brings, he brings, he sets up on the, the edge of the shore. Yeah. And, and then he. Uh, people bring people the People bring their boats in, yeah. and, and he plays for them. So, nice. so he, sang, he sang that song the other day, which is which is. It was fun. That is cool, man. Any other talents we don't know about? Hidden talents? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know about that. How about the golf? You get to play much anymore? I mean, I know the business doesn't do it, alleviate the time to do it. Yeah, sometimes. I mean, we're playing. You know, we're playing. Uh, we've got a deal this next Monday here at here at uh, Musgrove, where all four of us, uh, Greg Krasinski and uh, Brad Garner and Christian Foster and myself, we're playing. Um, a fundraiser thing out here we're playing 100 holes nice. nice for olivia reardon and olivia reardon you know she she came out she she was born premature and this is kevin reardon's daughter that's in charlotte at okay. providence country club okay and um, she had some heart issues when when she was born and she is she got granted a wish for that but last year um uh tumor uh was found behind her her eye in her sinus cavities mm -hmm. so she's going through they started a foundation called olivia strong foundation and all mcconnell golf has has been raising money this year for 
for that foundation to to help kids wow and and some of the funds are going to make a wish north carolina too and granting wishes up there too so you know that's that's another great thing on being with mcconnell golf is is you kind of reach out all over all over the southeast and you know you can you can yeah. get some things done to to help people out that that really need it so you know we're playing in that monday out here um what do you think you'll score on a hundred holes at Musgrove Mills. <laughs> Just finish. Finish. <laughs> a finish. That's that's the fact. I mean, I know you guys have done it. You guys did it down. Biff did it. And I didn't. Well, they go. I was caddying. Oh, you were caddying. But so when they do it, they pick a shorter course. And, and they're walking. Well, Y'all, hopefully, you're taking golf. Oh carts. yeah, we're caught. We're yeah, carts. Yeah, I was about to say. We're carting it. We'll have four carts. It'll still be. I mean, it's still a long day though. I'm gonna tell you. And, and for my time of watching my guys do it, the hundred hole height for youth on course, right, is watching them hitting, you know, eight irons in the morning from, right. from 150 yards to where we're at 150 yards in the afternoon and we're bumping three irons trying to get, <laughs> exactly. you know, it, it takes Try, a lot out of you. Trying to play like the old course and keep <laughs> right. it on the ground, right? Well, I think that's great. Good Got no legs. So, you know, there are a lot of great people in this world and there's great things going on. And, um, you know, hopefully that Musgrove is one of those things that, that brings – Brings happiness and joy, joy to people out here, and uh, we look forward to every day being out here and meeting with new people and taking care of everybody. Well, Jeff, I'm going to tell you what I, I can't thank you enough and Musgrove for being a part of what we've been doing for years and growing the game and 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 giving these folks an opportunity to experience this. And if you've never experienced Musgrove Mill. It, it, should, it should be a bucket list item. I really do believe. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's a special, special place, and special people make it that way. So thank y'all for everything y'all have done and been part of. Well, we thank you, and and thank you for growing the game. I mean, you guys have done phenomenal job. I mean, with the juniors. I mean, the juniors seem to be coming out of the woodworks now. They are. Uh, you know, you used to be able to have a tournament and on one course. Now you need two courses to have those tournaments because, and that goes, that speaks highly for, for all you guys with that is SCGA and SCJGA and, you know, everything that you've guys, you guys have done and Alan, you too. I mean, you're a special, special person. You do it all. Well, thank you. And I appreciate it. He that is Jeff. special. That's <laughs> for sure. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't do it all well, but I do it all. There you go. Yeah. Well, that's, Jeff, that's thank awesome. you again for the opportunity, man. We love you all and appreciate everything. Love you guys, too, and thank you for uh, having me on. Yes, appreciate sir. it.